TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. You are listening to the Northtown Automotive Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio and Joe DiBiase. Brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at Northtown. Shop online at NorthtownAuto.com. Rabbit, rabbit. Welcome to March. There it is. Rabbit, rabbit. It is trending on Twitter. Rabbit, is rabbit. It? It's a movement. I'd like to think that I had a small hand in this by saying it every time I open up a radio microphone on the first day of every month, uh-huh. but I don't want to think that highly of myself, although I already do. I don't remember it until you say it every <laughs> month. You're always my introduction to it every single month. Rabbit, rabbit. It yeah. is the first of the month. If you know, you know. It's trending in the United States. How'd you spend your leap day? Um, You know, just doing some housework, nothing crazy. It was too cold to do anything mm-hmm. really, uh, anything outside. And uh, being confused for about 30 seconds when uh, teams were wishing players their, like, sixth happy birthday. Like, <laughs> or, like, the, the Flyers did that. I, I didn't know that. I forgot about it being leap day for a second. I saw a tweet, like, the Flyers tweeting, we'd like to wish uh, Flyers legend Simone Gagne an 11th birthday. <laughs> I didn't like, what is that's it? a great use of social media. And then I'm like, media. oh, wait a minute. No, that's right. Because it would only be his, his only 11th time he's ever had a right. birthday. Yeah. Would you like your birthday on leap year? No, leap day? Terrible. It'd be terrible. It'd be terrible. You, don't, you only get your birthday once every four years? I know, because it's horrible when you're growing up. Like, wait a minute. Yeah. Like when you're in fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, and kids bring cupcakes or whatever for somebody's right. birthday, and you're like, well, I can't have it this year because mine's now. You, you would, would have it, I'm sure, right, on March 1st the or next the 28th, day. I guess. But I don't you know. know it's not the it's not your <laughs> actual day. birthday. It's not the day. Yeah. <laughs> you would have that every year. Martin, like, uh, there's another, like every, every four years, you'd have to have like a bigger party, though, wouldn't you, as a kid? I, I got upset yesterday because I'm watching – Sports Center. I'm on my way back from Indy, by the way. Welcome to the Northtown Automotive Extra Point Show. Sal Capaccio, Sneaky Joe DiBiase. It is uh, brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at Northtown. Shop online at NorthtownAuto.com. I'm back from the Combine. I'm coming back yesterday. I'm in the Chicago airport, O'Hare. Have a bit of a layover. Sit down. I'm watching Sports Center, and they say, notable leaps in sports history. Leaps. Okay? Okay. Now, I don't know if they had more than three. I only saw three. I think they, I don't know if they had more. I only saw three. I think they only did three. Notable leaps. They go, Jordan's flying dunk in 88. Takes okay. off from the foul line. Bam. Right? That's the that's the image on the Nike sneakers. The Jordan, the Jordans, Air Jordans. Right? right? That's right. the image right there. Okay? 
They have Bobby Orr's flying goal. You've seen that one okay. for the That's Boston good. Bruins, right? Yeah. They have Dwight Clark, who just jumped high to catch a pass at the, at the, the NFC Championship to beat the Cowboys. You've seen the catch. Yeah. Dwight Clark in the back of the end zone. It's the catch, not the leap. He didn't leap. He jumped high. I mean, he did leave the ground, I guess, but okay. I would never have thought of that as a leap. So these all occurred 1988 or prior. Yeah. Okay. The first and thing I'm, I just thought of, by the way, was Mike Foligno. That okay. would have been a leap for me, right? He that's, jumped that's a celebration. up. Celebration. Yeah. Is that a notable leap in sports history, though? No, I mean Buffalo okay. sports history, okay. maybe. Well, I think in Buffalo you go Josh Allen leaping over. Sure, a, a, a defender, right? <laughs> right? Five of them. Then I'm thinking, and I'm watching, and I'm waiting, and it never comes up. And I said to myself, "How do you do notable leaps in sports history, and literally leave off the world record jump, uh, long jump holder, Mike Powell?" Who mm. still holds it 33 years later? Mm. Literally, that is the depth. He leaped farther than anyone ever in the world. All right. It was that's the furthest is, leap ever. I how, they left it off. Huh. It's still the record. Right. Do you know how long it was? It's night. I'll set the scene Ooh. for you. You know, I'm a track and field guy. I get yeah. into that. Right. I used to coach track and field. Mike Powell, Carl Lewis. They're going at it in Tokyo mm-hmm. in 1991. Okay. And Carl Lewis was, I think, the record holder at the time. Paul's there. They're like, he could break the record. Paul breaks the record. And it's crazy. He's going nuts. Do you know what he jumped? 1991. The record still holds today. Long jump. I don't know if I have a good context for what this okay. is. But I'll take a wild right. guess without any background knowledge. He jumped eight feet. This is a running long jump, not standing broad jump. You know running that, right? Running long jump? Yeah. Okay, so he jumped like 16 feet. 29 feet, four and a quarter inches. 29 feet, four and a quarter inches. 29 feet. Holy cow. Running. He jumped 10 yards. Yeah. Ten, a first, he jumped a first down? He jumped a first down. <laughs> All right, okay, so now picture in your head Josh Allen taking off and <laughs> right. really jumping at the line of scrimmage and landing at the first down marker. Correct. Yeah, that's nuts. So That's pretty nuts. This is omitted from the greatest leaps, yeah, it should be notable one. leaps in sports history. It should be number one, I think. Someone tweeted me. I put this out. You said, I got the video, by the way. You can watch it. You can see the video on yeah. my Twitter feed. I, I put the video out of Mike Powell leaping into history, 29 feet. Joe, later that, that same event, that same event, Carl Lewis also broke the old record, but he didn't out-jump Powell. So in that same event, two guys broke the record and jumped over you know 29-something. Anyway, so he jumps it. And somebody says, well, nobody at ESPN is making content that it's over 35 years old. And I'm thinking, but this was literally, <laughs> you know, more recent the, than yeah. anything else they showed. Right. Are you watching it? I'm watching it right now. It's pretty nuts. It's incredible, right? Yeah. That's the greatest. To me, that's the greatest leap in sports history. By the way, it hasn't been broken yet. Some guy did jump 30 feet, uh, but they took it away from him recently. You know why? Why? Wind aided. Had a wind behind them. If they actually measure the wind behind you, if it goes over a certain amount, they do not count it as a record. Really? I'm not kidding you. That's not the guy's fault, though, right? They say it's wind aided. It's got to be less than a certain wind behind you to actually qualify for world record status. That doesn't seem fair. That doesn't seem fair to the guy. I mean, I guess you, he jumped 30 feet. They're saying he wouldn't have jumped 30 feet had the wind not correct. Been there. But. Shouldn't it be like a? Did they figure out the math or the science of it? Like to figure out, okay, if it was this miles per hour, that means it helped you this amount of feet. So we're gonna re- we're not we're not gonna give you we're not gonna redact the whole thing. We're just gonna minim we're gonna lower it to what it would have been without the wind. Instead, they just wiped it out. They just say you it counts for the 
It counts. That like, tournament? It counts for the tournament. Like, oh, but the not score for the record. Count. You can't get the okay. world record, though. I see. Okay. It's a wind-aided world record is what it is, right? Yeah. That's kind of like, remember the old rule in football? Well, he would have landed in bounds, but he got pushed out of bounds, so we're going to give it to him. The force out? Yes. The stupidest rule. and Not the, the second stupidest. The two-line pass was the stupidest rule I've ever seen. <laughs> right. That was the second stupidest. Do you remember two-line pass? Sure. I, when did they, when did they I switch I grew up it? with a sports world with the two-line pass you did. and force outs in football. Thank goodness we got rid of both of those. Yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember it somewhat. Not like, you know, perfectly, but I remember it enough. And now we're talking about all these other rule changes. I mean, mm-hmm. you and Jeremy touched on the grounding thing this morning. Yep. I'm with you, man. I mean, what are we doing? It's, it's, I don't know. It, you know what this all comes back to, Joe? I'm not kidding you. These owners are paying so much money for quarterbacks. Yep. And a lot of quarterbacks got hurt last year, and it's a, they, they, they're just doing anything they can to protect quarterbacks. That, yeah. that's, that's what this is. And a lot of them got hurt in the pocket. Yes. And that's where this rule would further add protection. It's in the pocket. So, I... I don't know. I don't know what a, what a lineman. I'm not usually like, what is a lineman supposed to do? Like, it's kind of the way things are, right? Like, you know, quarterbacks are going to get all this protection, and all the rules are going to be geared more towards them. But I this is this is now beyond just what are you supposed to do as a defender. It's the quality of the game, right? Like, you're never going to get sacks. I think if if it's by the written, you know, the theory of what the rule is going to be. I think they gotta make sure the massage it a little bit because you can't have guys falling to the ground about to get sacked and they just decide to whip the ball forward into the ground and oh you're good incomplete pass. So I think the the rule they're thinking about it still has to get to the line of scrimmage. Is that what it is? It just yes. doesn't have to be anybody in the area, right? So you just throw the ball into an empty space whenever you want if someone's coming after you. That 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 to me is the the part that just I don't know. It it feels like you're making it too easy now. For the quarterback. So let's think of a couple instances like Josh Allen at Cincinnati, ridiculous call on the sidelines. That would not be called in this instance, correct? It would not. Because he could just throw it away. Right. Yep. No matter what. Even though that, we all know, was not intentional in the first place. It was unintentional, and they still called it. And there were literally like five examples of the exact same play later in the season that were not called intentional grounding Mm -hmm. in different games. Even, I think, wasn't it even Tony Romo who questioned once and said, wasn't this grounding against Allen? Now it's not. Right. Like there was a game yes. like that where that happened, like right? Like weeks later, he yeah, still had later. it in his head. Yeah. Right, exactly. How about, do you remember the Super Bowl that Brady was called for this? Out of the end zone and got a safety? Brady Is that the against, No, it was against the, the Giants, but the one in the dome, the Manningham one, not the, Tyree, oh, okay. not the David Tyree catch. Okay. Brady's in the end zone, and he throws it in the middle of the field deep. And there's nobody there. Yeah. And they called a safety on him because of it. Right. Intentional grounding. So now that, that would be fine. Would be fine. Yeah. You could do that. How about Josh last year at Philly? You could do that. Because wasn't the Philly. issue oh, when he was getting yeah, horse yeah, collared, yeah. didn't he yeah. call that? Wasn't the issue that they said nobody was in the area? I think so. Yeah. But that that's one of those plays where the guy's getting dragged down and Allen just kind of like, it's not even a real throw, right? Like imagine what he does in his head. It's almost like a shuffle pass, like towards the line of scrimmage. And it's not it's not intended to go anywhere. I think he's maybe hoping that it gets closer to someone than it actually did. But that pass is just to get it incomplete. Like, that's intentional. And now, anybody that's falling to the ground like Allen was there, mm-hmm. yeah, just, just underhand the ball towards the line of scrimmage. And if you make it there, then you're going to be fine. Can you underhand it? At all, any throw, right? Any yeah. forward pass, as long as it makes the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. 
I think they're going to say you're good. That that is this, this is the extreme levels of of protecting. So you'd have to be you you brought up this that would be in the grasp maybe too. I think in the grasp still kind of counts. Back in years ago, there were a lot of in the grasp. The quarterback was in the grasp. We don't call it as much anymore, uh-huh. but it's still on the books. You can say no, he was in the grasp. He, we're calling the sack. He couldn't do it because he was tied up too much. You can still have that. Okay. You you could call it a sack because because he was in the grasp of the sack and got it out late. We don't see it as much because uh-huh. what's happened in the NFL? These quarterbacks are so athletic and so big and strong. We don't see it, and the, 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 they're letting the play play out a little bit more. But back years right. ago, they used to call in the grasp a lot more. But you can still call in the grasp if that's the case. If like in your case, he's getting spun around and just throws it. Yeah, they can do it that way. I don't like it. I mean, I understand you want to protect quarterbacks. But we're just getting to a point where Jeremy brought up the right point. What what does it matter then to, to have a, a edge rush specialist and a really great sack guy? He's yeah. coming at me. I'm just going to throw the ball away. Just going to throw it. Who cares? All right. You're gonna be I'm not taking the sack. You're going to be affecting sack numbers. I'm not taking five yard penalty. Yeah, I know. I don't. I don't know. It's it's it seems too extreme. I I got to think that it's not as literal as what it's sounding like. That it, it's going to be like. There's got to be. Some caveat to it that isn't just going to be you can avoid all sacks because it sounds like all sacks can be avoided pretty easily if if it is what they're talking about. Kind of, sorta, yeah. I mean, you'd oh, sure. I mean, you could also have the blindside sack. You get hit, and you don't yep. know it's coming. But if you see it coming, yep, just launch it. Doesn't matter, right? I think it's it, we are opening up a really big mess, a big can of worms on this one. So that's one of the things they're considering. And then it's going to be a few more things that are going to be in front of the competition committee this week that are going towards the owners' meetings. How about the tush push? There is not going to be a change here. Mm-hmm. So Surprising. did you see the data yesterday that said there were more quarterback sneaks mm-hmm. in the NFL last year than any year in history, 299 of them, and the success rate was actually higher without the push? Really? That's what Tom Paracero reported do you believe that do you think there's context to that I, what do you think about that i could buy that i mean because the, the big headliner of this issue is the eagles and the eagles they're not going to have what even 30 percent of the whole league when it comes to qb sneak so like they're very good at it they are, so are the bills like the bills have been too so that's a couple of teams but that's in the 95 percentile i think that the eagles have been at success rate for that push, but right, if that's only 40 of the 299, that's not going to make a dent. I think I could buy that it's more successful in other instances. I mean, the Bills even, they had some failures at the end, right? Like the Miami game, they almost didn't close it that's out right. because they didn't succeed on a, on a second, fourth, and uh, one tush-push, if you will. At least it was only one person pushing Allen. I... I have spoken with a few people about this data, and what it comes down to is, sure, quarterback sneak. That's just a straight, you call it a quarterback sneak. Yeah. But you really have to think about the down and distance. If you're not going to push, a lot of times it's because you need inches. Sometimes you mm-hmm. push when you need a yard and a half, so maybe you don't completely get there. Okay. Right? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So really, the tush-push to push, push to me is still the more successful way to do it mm-hmm. with teams, but a lot of teams do it when they don't even need just inches. So you might not get the full – it could be third and two when you do a tush push. Right. Now it's setting up fourth and inches. Where if you're not doing the push, 
you're generally only doing it when you have very little to go. Right. A that regular makes, quarterback sneak. That makes sense. So, are, shouldn't I be surprised, though, that they're not changing it at all, given that there was reporting that Goodell wanted it gone? I mean, I know Goodell's not the, you know, dictator of the NFL, and he doesn't just say whatever, and then, and then it happens. But I thought we were trending towards they would eliminate it. That they would at least eliminate, you know, carrying guys forward, for instance. Like, a lot of Allen's pushes are, like, his feet aren't even on the ground because he jumps into the air for those, and then it's, I right, just carry the guy forward, if you can. I thought they might do something like that, where you just, you can't, if the guy's off the ground, you can't, th- like, pull him forward or, or whatever. Well, that, to me, is the issue with the tush push. I think it falls under the aiding the runner category. Yeah. Aiding yeah. the runner is an actual rule on the books where you can't pull the guy forward. Right. You can't have, Connor McGovern can't be in front of Josh Allen, pull him towards the first down. And to me, I see that happening sometimes. I think it should be under that heading, aiding the runner. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to be. They're not going to change it. I asked Brandon Bean about it. Joe, he was like, yeah, I really don't care. Like, mm-hmm. There's a lot of other important things, and it's not really something I really spend time thinking about, which yeah. was interesting. Like, And I think that might be also because they have a quarterback who's really good. So I was going to say, why they, change it, right? Yeah, they have a, a guy that's good at it. You can give us a call today. We'll get connected with our fans. 803-0550 is the number. Sal Capaccio, Sneaky Joe DiBiase. Uh, we're going to have Paul Hamilton join us in about 10 minutes just to kind of recap yesterday and where the Sabres are right now. I mean, I, I just feel like, Joe, that I'm in the same spot with them as last year where here we go again. They're going to make this run, and they're not going to get there because they're too far behind. And last mm-hmm. year was nice. It was surprising. Oh, my gosh, they might actually do this. At the end of the day, they missed by one point. I don't even know if they can get to within one point now. They have a lot of work to do still to get there. Yeah, they could pass teams in front of them. They're like four points out of passing three teams. Mm-hmm. But they're still ten points out of a they're playoff ten, spot. Ten out, yeah. I just don't I don't see how it's going to happen. And it's frustrating because here we go again. They had this stretch in November like they did last year where they – how many points they get in like an eight-game stretch? They got on a couple points. Yep. And I just feel like it's spinning the wheels again thinking about – and then what's the messaging? Well, they were playing games again that mattered. Yep. It doesn't matter to me. I want to play playing games that matter in late April and May. Right. Last year they were actually like they actually got close. Like this time last year, they were three back of a playoff spot. They were four back of another playoff spot where they had five games in hand. Like by points percentage this time last year, because the Islanders have played like so many more games early on. By this this time last year, by points percentage, the Sabres were in a playoff spot. Like, it would have been completely fair and reasonable to wake up on March 1st one year ago and thought, okay, they're, they're, they're going to make it. Like, they're going to be in. But the, by the math, they were going to be in. They, the way they were playing, you know, you might have thought they were doing just enough to get in. But this year, like, I, I haven't felt that way about them since since the start. Like I've n- I've never felt strongly about they're gonna get in, where you had that at least last year because they were a great scoring team that just wasn't getting the saves, but they were an elite scoring team. And this year, they're getting the saves. I mean, at the very least, what you have is Lucan in every game, giving them a chance to win. Like they have a chance to win in every game because their goaltender has been a top ten goalie all year. So especially, well, m- more so lately, but especially all year. So, I don't know. Like, it doesn't inspire a lot of confidence in me that they're gonna, they're gonna. I mean, do what's necessary to to make the pace 
that the 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 Red Wings and the Lightning are currently on, they're gonna have to do something like fifteen four and three or sixteen five and two. And just has anyone seen sixteen five and two out of this team this year? Has no. anyone seen a rock even as as well as they played as of late? Have they looked good enough to go sixteen five and two? They're scraping by in some of these games even lately. When you see twenty eight twenty eight and four, do you say they're five hundred? I man, I hate it. I, I, hate I, it I don't. Not. They're not. They're not really five hundred. It's twenty eight and thirty two. If if it's up to me, you'll you'll never catch me saying that they're five hundred. Right. I know the NHL says they're five hundred, but I don't believe they're five hundred. No, you have twenty eight wins and thirty two losses. Exactly. They're not five hundred. Yeah, that's the record. By the way, though, it's a nice job to get back there where you know they were three or four games below that in the win column, but they're not five hundred. It's. 28, 28 and 4 is 28 and 32. Those four lo- those four yep. represent four losses. Right. They got points in those games, but they lost. All right, here's what we're going to do today. Paul Hamilton joins us next. We'll talk about the Sabres, a win last night in Tampa, another overtime win in Tampa in late February, just like last year when Ilya Labushkin, who by the way just was traded yesterday, yeah. uh scored last year. This time it was another defenseman, Rasmus Dahlin, on another another special team situation. Last year shorthanded, this year power play. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about that, the Peyton Krebs stuff. Uh, we'll get into that with Paul. Ask him what's going on there. Then we'll shift gears back to football as well. The combine is still going on. Wide receivers are running and testing and talking. and I should say talking today. We're going to get a lot more of the testing coming up. So we'll talk about that as well. By the way, thanks to Zach Jones for filling in for Joe for the last few days while I was in Indianapolis. Got a lot of great sound from Indianapolis. A lot of people we talked to. You can find all of that on our website and on demand on the Odyssey app or at WGR550.com. Also, Joe, after we talk to Paul, I got to tell you about something I'm doing tomorrow that I'm really excited for but pretty nervous hmm. as well. Okay. We'll get into that and a lot more on the way on the Northtown Automotive Extra Point Show. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Right now, Ras- right now, Rasmus Dahlin, middle stat. Greenway is in front. 
Trying to take the eyes away. Middle set sees that. Pass across. They score. Rasmus Dahlin goes to the far post and in overtime. The Buffalo Sabres win it in Tampa 3-2. Dan Dunleavy on the call on the Sabres Radio Network. And, of course, right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Last night, Sabres 3-2 overtime win in Tampa. Sal Capaccio, Sneaky Joe DiBiase, Paul Hamilton about to join us. And that is brought to you by Equitable Advisors. Thinking about today and planning for tomorrow. And by Raylax Honda. Raylax, we got this. Joe, if I had told you... Darlene and Middlestad are going to hook up on a game-winning goal, and it's going to look just like it was described. Wouldn't you think it'd be the other way around? Darlene would kind of feed it in front on a beauty pass, and Middlestad would tip it in. Probably, <laughs> probably right. Right? Yeah. A little reverse I, there. I, so, I'll give. I'll, I will. I'll be braggadocious here and pat okay. myself on the back a little bit. And I don't know if Paul, maybe you thought the same thing. Once Darlene gave the puck out. And wasn't looking for the puck back, and we, I, I, for some reason, I could just tell that he was directed to go like backdoor or to the front of the net or just not where he normally was because he never leaves the point usually on the power play. It's a great point because Paul, you learned last night that was a play actually drawn up, right? Welcome, by the way. Thanks. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, it was a uh, play drawn up by Matt Ellis. Uh, they executed it uh, just the way it was drawn up on the board, and. Uh, Mm-hmm. You know, Darlene, uh, that's the thing. They they accounted, they were, I think the Sabres thought they're probably going to f- try to shade them towards Thompson, mm-hmm. which they did. And, you know, that's going to leave a lane to the net open, which it did. And uh, it was executed very well with the great pass and the tap-in by Darlene. Yep. Yeah, Middlestead still had to make the pass. That's the thing, Paul. Like, even... Though Darlene got open, like Middlestat, I mean, that could have been by design too, right? To have him out there to make that pass because you've got to put it like over Victor Hedman to get it to him. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And, and well, you know, he's a gifted passer, and sometimes he tries too hard to squeeze pucks through and he gets passes tipped or knocked away or intercepted. And, um, but this one, uh, as you said, it had, it had to be perfect, but it was. Paul, how about the goal before that? I heard you. It happened time up perfectly, by the way. Great job. I was actually, I landed last night, and I was able to see the overtime winner. I listened to you and Brian in the postgame, and I heard all your interviews, and you kept asking guys about Tage's play on the power play and how that just completely flipped that power play and really essentially flipped the game. That power play was as bad as it possibly could have been uh, to the way they couldn't get the puck in. They they were definitely didn't get it set up. Um it really, really uh, looked uh, like, you know, it was just there was no continuity at all. And it just seemed like Tate Thompson said, you know what, screw this. I'm just going to take off with the puck. And he did. And he came in with speed, got to about the top of the circles, and just ripped it. And it was probably a goal you'd want your goaltender to have back. It's a nice shot, and it's up under the crossbar. But still, you know, if if your goaltender's as good as Andre Vasilevsky has been in the past, um, that's probably a routine save for him, even though it's a wired shot by Thompson. But uh, he certainly uh, just ripped it. And I don't know if I've seen a power play that's ever been that bad turn into something good that quickly. I'm also watching the replay. I think Skinner had a great screen right there, too, by the way. If you watch the play, Skinner, Skinner's, yeah, Skinner is right in the goalie's face, 
as the as the as the puck is coming. I think it's Skinner on the ice, right? If you could see that, Joe, that's on Tage's goal. I think it's Skinner. Watch oh, Skinner. He's normal. literally right in front, just as the puck is crossing. That's a great job, and that's where you know Skinner makes a living going to the net like that as well. Okay, I, I thought he had a good look at it. Um, no, he did. But- he hits a great shot, but. Man, Skinner, that's, like, that's it's a, like a flyby screen almost. Yes, like, yeah. I think what if you really slow it down, like I do think he's blocking Vasilevsky, but I mean it's still like perfect t- timing. Even if even if he's not doing that, like Tage puts it like bar in, like almost exactly where it's supposed to be. So. And and I think Paul, the, the story here is as you said, like Tage Thompson, here we go. I mean, he's heating up right now. But but what what took so long for Tage Thompson? I don't mean to be negative about it, but man, if he could have been doing this, and I know he had some injuries, but even when he came back, is that what it was? That it's just because of the injuries? Well, you know, that's been healed for a while, and just probably in the last month or so, he has looked like the player that uh, we saw last year, and really it started putting pressure on defenses. The problem was is he wasn't putting the puck in the net. He couldn't finish as well as he, he was playing, and the types of chances that he was creating for himself, he just couldn't, you know, get the puck to go in for him. And look what he did to produce the overtime power play. I mean, he he again had speed, got behind the defense, forced Kucherov into taking a penalty, um, and and you know got right into the goaltender. I believe Vasilevsky got a piece of that one as as he tried to go up high, and I think he might have got his shoulder on it. And you know, so but you know he he was able to get the penalty. Kucherov went uh, to the box, and they wound up with the power play and wound up scoring. But that was all on Thompson, uh, just cutting in and, and creating that opportunity and creating a, a penalty situation to give them a power play. Paul Hamilton here on the Wester Hotline. But all in all, Paul, a trip down to Florida, they get two out of a possible four points, but they also give up a point to a team they're trying to chase in the standings in the Tampa Bay Lightning. I said to Joe earlier, look, I think it's great. It looks like they're putting things together, but here we go again that it feels like it's just going to be a little bit too little too late. I mean, you know, your thoughts on just all the work they still have to do to even be in position for the last couple weeks. Yeah, I mean, it's nice they won that game, and especially, uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of continuity in either team's play for the first 40 minutes, but, you know, they came back in the third period, down in the third period, and won the game. And that's a nice win. But you do have to bottom line it. And in the situation they're in now, you, you, you can't give Tampa a point. You have to win that game in regulation. Uh, you know, you got to get two and you got to be greedy and, and not make sure Tampa doesn't get anything. And um, you got your coach, you know, flying, going crazy the, the game before and basically took you out of that one. That was 2-1 hockey game. He loses his mind because, and you know, I, I understand why he did it. I get it, but you can't because now you've given uh, the Florida Panthers the power play. Now they scored the third goal, and nobody has scored three goals yet four on the Florida Panthers in in a couple of months. So you've you basically ended your chance to get points in that game. When when you went, went absolutely berserk, and you're the head coach, you got to be better than that. And um, and he he didn't regret it. He said, you know, there comes a time where you you have to stand up for your guys. I don't disagree with that. I don't. I understand why he was mad. I I I, I get I get the whole thing. I, and maybe if you're already eliminated from the playoffs, 
Go ahead. Go nuts. Who cares? I mean, but you can't in a 2-1 game when when you absolutely are desperate for points, take yourself out of the game by, by, by losing your cool over on the bench. Paul, speaking of the head coach and decisions, last night Peyton Krebs hardly played in the third period. It may have been an injury. We don't know, but that's not the case. You talked to Don Granado, and he said, nope, just wanted to shorten the bench. And I know you were a little baffled by that. I was, and he uh, sat Oposo, Skinner, and Krebs. Each one had one five-on-five shift. I thought Krebs was one of the better players in the game for the Sabres. And when 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 they came out for warm-up and did the lines, and he was back on a line with Robinson and Gergensen's, I'm scratching my head going, um, I, what, what am I missing here? Why, I, I thought his line spent most of the time in the offensive zone, uh, except for maybe the first game they were together. And I'm just kind of, and then I, I kind of deduced to myself, well, middle stats really been struggling and struggling for a while now. And maybe this is for him, you know, maybe they switched the lines around for him. And Granado said it was basically a one game thing because of matchups that he wanted to do that. And he said he had to go with the guys that were going. And so he wanted to shorten the bench. But, but, but I don't know. I, I usually I understand what he's saying. I can see what he was saying. I did not agree with him. I thought Krebs played very well in that game. I thought through 40 minutes where there wasn't a lot going on and they were out of sync. I thought he was probably, I thought he was their best player or one of their best forwards. Uh, he was still creating and, and I thought doing a nice job. So Sal, I'm going to be honest with you. I did not see what he's talking about. I don't, I don't, didn't see it at all. I don't know what he saw that I didn't, that made him think, you know what? We're going to sit three guys and Peyton Krebs should be one of them. When will we, you think, get an indication in the practice times, I guess, will be the next one, right? Like, of whether Krebs is back kind of on a fourth line or whether they'll, I guess, I shouldn't expect, right, Paul, that they're just going to put him back up with two more skilled players because, I don't know, like, there's if he benched him in the third, I doubt you're going to see an elevation in the lineup, right? Yeah, you never know. I mean, we'll see it the morning skate tomorrow, you know, uh, what they do with it. He did say it's uh it was a matchup thing and a one-game thing, so we'll see if they they do go back to what it was before, or if he just stays with Robinson and Gergensen. We we often talk much more about Middlestat and his future contract trade stuff, um, but Krebs is also a restricted free agent at the end of the year. Do you think that it's likely? Like, would you expect that they'll just? keep him on the roster, re-sign him, and he's back in the same role he's always been? Or, like, what do you think, I guess, are the potential options for his future? Let, let me jump in, too, and give it's a great thought, Joe. I was thinking the same thing. When, when everything happened last night, Paul, my initial thought was, boy, they don't know what to do with him. And if they don't know what to do with him, maybe they're going to trade him. Well, Granado said that, you know, he, he, actually, he's, he when he talked about him, when I because I was writing about him that day, um, he basically said he needed to get a base under him, an NHL pro hockey base. So the the plan all along, and he said he would text him after games, telling him that you we don't think you're a bottom six forward. Just hang in there. He goes, even in games like last night, 
where he didn't play a lot. Or, you know, he, he would tell him, you know, hang in there. You do, keep doing what you're doing. We we need to get a base under you. Once you do that, you're going to get more. And it looked like that's what happened for the last couple of weeks. It's look, you know, they they all right. They've liked what they've seen from him. It's time to give him more. So they switched line mates and gave him more offensive players to play with. I thought he took complete advantage of it. I thought he did very well with it. Um, it seemed like he embraced. You know, the, that role, I thought there were games he was their best forward other than Tage Thompson. And um, it, it seemed like it worked really well. But that's what the, he said the plan was, was to get him, you know, playing with Oposo and Gergensons and getting that good base under him where he's going to, once he does get more, he's going to be a better player. So, you know, that's that was their thought. He said he's always was always talking to him to let let him know. I don't think you're a bottom six player. That's not where we think you're going to wind up. And so I, I thought, all right, here it is. Here is the, here is more that he's talking about. And the kid's taking advantage of it, and good for him. But I guess it wasn't enough. All right, Paul, we expect, I'm sure, UPL to just keep this rolling, right? Tomorrow night, Golden Knights in town, 7 o'clock, back in Buffalo. Yeah, I'm going to be very interested to see if he goes back-to-back mm-hmm. uh, with them. It's, it's an easier back-to-back because you're home for both games. So, because the one next week, in the middle of the week, yeah. you can't. Because you got Toronto, then you got Customs. You're not going to get into Nashville till probably 2 in the morning or mm-hmm. somewhere in there. I, I just don't think... That is a, a back-to-back situation whatsoever. I don't even know if this one is, you know, the Saturday, Sunday, both night games. But if you're going to try it with him to see if, you know, all right, let's play him and see what happens. They did it with Levi last year. He he comes in from college, and he played back-to-back, uh, something that Granado hadn't done all year. And then all of a sudden, Levi's here. It's like these are important games. We have to do it. So, I'm very, very curious to see if maybe Lukanen might do the home back and back and then uh, another goaltender plays in the one next week. Paul, have a great weekend. We'll catch up. Thanks for doing this today. Take care, guys. All right, you got it. Paul Hamilton right there on the West Her Hotline. Joe, when we come back, I've been asked to do something pretty cool tomorrow, a prestigious honor. It's, It's very exciting, very honored. I'm also very nervous about it, and I'll tell you when we come back on WGR. Joe, it is no secret. I am a U2 fan. Right. Like U2. You know where they're from, right? They're from England. Right? No, they're from Ireland. From Dublin. Ireland. They're an Irish rock band. They're from Ireland. Okay. I love U2. They're great. All right, so uh, speaking of Irish, Joe, I have the honor, pleasure. Mm-hmm. I've been asked, and I will be, firing the gun tomorrow at the 46th annual Shamrock Run in Buffalo, New York. Wow. The Shamrock Run, huh? I am firing the gun down in the first ward tomorrow for the Shamrock Run. There might be people listening who are going to that, didn't know it, maybe you know it. Yeah. Um, it, It's kind of weird for me because when the great people who run the Shamrock Run reached out to me and said, we'd love to have you fire the gun, and I'm like, I'm not known to be 
the great Irishman of Buffalo, right? I mean, that's John Murphy who we're honoring, right? <laughs> right. My la- my name is Salvatore Antonino Capaccio, okay? Yes. It doesn't really fit with that. Right. However, my mom is from South Buffalo, and she's right. a South Park grad. All right. There we go. So there we go. I do, I am, I do have Irish blood in me, although it does not translate yeah. in the name necessarily, mm-hmm. traditionally. I am very honored. I'm going to do this tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. But I'm also a little nervous. You get one shot at this. You can't mess it up. You fire the gun. You legitimately only get one shot. That's it. No pun intended. One shot. You you can't screw that up. No. No. It's it's all really. You're right. It's actually kind of a pressure situation. I didn't think of it that way. You're right. You can't screw up. I mean, what you all though? I mean, it's not. uh, It's probably not that that hard. You've heard of itchy trigger fingers? Like, what if my my, I'm I'm a little nervous, a little sweaty. Hold hold the arm up, and then it just goes off a little too soon before I say get to say. Whatever I say on your market set, well, bam, it's all, I don't know. It's all up to you, the timing, right? I, I, or is there I, another? They're going to run through it. There's, I have no idea what to do. They're going to teach me and show me. Now, look. Like, can you go I, on your mark, <laughs> get set, boom, and then you fight? Like, can you can you decide the pacing? Also, can you call people for false starts if they go before the gun? Ooh, that's a good question. So here's what's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, at 1140, they welcome the runners. There's a blessing at 1145. There's the Irish and USA National Anthems at 11.50, mm-hmm. and then they welcome me up at 11.55. At 12 p.m., we will give you, Sal, the signal to fire the gun. Okay, so they're going to give you a signal, and then you... And, and then, then I have to it. say something, I'm sure. Okay. Runners on your mark. What 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 should I say? I, I don't know. That sounds to me like they give you the signal, and you just you fire well, it you off. Gotta have a, you've got to have something before that, and your market said go. There's only that, right? There's no other way of doing that. Runners on your mark. Yeah. Set. And then what about, you know, this is what we do at, you know, earlier in the day, I'm going to have like indoor baseball practice for the travel team I coach. And like sometimes I'll line the kids up and go, on your mark, get set, hoobie booby. They'll say go because you have to train them to kind of mentally know that what to do. Go. I don't want to do that with the runners, right? That would be horrible. I would not do that. I would not. I, would, I think I would be seeing headlines later that day. <laughs> I think so too. No, I will not do that if you're running tomorrow. It will be pretty straightforward. But I, I mean, the gun needs to work. I need to do it right. Yep. The timing's got to be right. And then we're off from there. I'm not running in it. I'm just shooting the gun. Mm-hmm. You ever? You ever? They, they are. Uh, you, you have to wear earbud. Ear. ear I, uh, I things doubt it. I don't it's know. It's probably gonna be loud, right? Patrick Hammer did it last year. Okay. He said it was there amazing. You yeah, get, you, there you go. You got someone to uh, yeah. ask about all the intricacies of it. I feel like you'd have to wear earplugs, right? Oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. that Maybe it's going to be loud. I will tell you this. So I did, I, as loud. you know, we okay. said it earlier, I coached track and field. I've been around this a lot. Right. I've just yeah. never done it. I've yeah. never actually been the starter. But I've seen many people do it yeah. in their own way. And there is a way when you do it, when, you, when you're in a formal track and field setting, a formal, yep. you're trained to do it a certain way. And okay. they do wear like the, um, the big airplane headphones, yeah. a lot of the, yeah. uh, the, the starters. Yep. But that's what it is. When you're in a formal setting, it's runners take your mark, set, yep. and then they, they delay. But I, what I've learned is there is a little bit difference everybody's delay Okay. before you do it. You also are going to have some good weather for this tomorrow. Oh, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. As long as the rain holds off, I guess there's some chance of that. Oh, is but, there? Um, I thought I it's see. supposed to warm up, though. 12 noon tomorrow, South Buffalo. What's the what's the weather like? Let's take a look here. 12 uh, noon tomorrow. Maybe I spoke too soon. Oh, really? Some chance of showers. And in the high 40s. 
Not okay. as warm as I thought. The next couple days are the ones. Sunday and Monday are like 58, 68, yeah. sun, sun. Like that's that's the sweet spot. So okay, hopefully, well, hopefully you're fine. Looks like uh, the, the, what I'm looking at is 15%, 46 degrees. Right. We're okay. Yeah, that's fine. Not a much of a win. It could be a lot worse could on March worse. 2nd in Buffalo, right? Yeah. Anyway, very honored to be asked to be um, shooting the starting gun off at the 46th annual Shamrock Run in uh, South Buffalo tomorrow. So that'll be very cool. And if you're if you're out there and you're running, good luck to all of you. Hope to say hi to a lot of you tomorrow. I'm a little bit nervous to make sure I do it right. Want to make sure I treat it right, do it right. It's going to be fun. In the meantime, we're going to come back and talk Bills, NFL Combine, what's been going on all week. A couple things that I think I learned about the Bills heading into this free agency and draft period. We'll talk about that when we come back on the Northtown Automotive Extra Point Show. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 